Yo, I put it like wow, this that sound These oaks don't work hard like me, I hope they know by now Bail, bail, stand my ground Throw these money trees, go overseas like Percy Tow I'll make sure you stay around, quiet when I'm under loud No negatives allowed, me positivity took a vow I always play to win, don't anticipate loss Mind always in the clown, my boy, never think about the drop Never, ever, ever think about the drop Welcome to it, sports fans. It is the MKT Show. I'm MKT. It is another day, another podcast. It is Wembley time. Liverpool, Chelsea. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, and then we'll have the mailbag. We shall have the mailbag. What a time to be alive. Hey, you know what? I saw something on the socials, on the X. Formerly Twitter. Nay, Twitter, as they say. And... I remember going to something called Coachella. Now, if you're young, you may not have heard of Coachella. I don't know if it's still got the same luster. Um, But when I was living in the UK and playing ball, those guys used to do, you know, although the the Brits love a a music festival, largely in Spain, but America's quick for them and they they don't need visas and they never have, you know. So it was always like going to America, innit? And so I went to Coachella twice while I was living in the UK, 2000 and I want to say seven and 2008, I think. Can't remember the years. Anyway, it was the greatest festival I've been to in my whole life. And I've been to, I used to be that guy, you know, and, and I love a music festival. Even now, even though I don't, uh, I'm clean living guy, don't, um, I don't sip on the devil sauce even. I still love a good old, like if I can get a classy festival with proper music, proper DJs, um, I don't really like hip-hop acts at festivals because it's very difficult. You know the problem with hip-hop live is if you can't capture and trap the the bass and the performance is, it's not like rappers can sing. You know, like a singer, like I, I was fortunate enough to watch uh, Tina Turner in Las Vegas a long time ago. It's like, Oh, wow, that's amazing, just hearing their octave range. And and wow, like that's a performer. But having seen, like, two years ago I was at the Super Bowl, saw Lil Wayne, Ludacris, and, and it's awesome. But it, And then Mary J. Blige came on. She, I mean, I'm biased. She's one of my favorites. But it's like, oh, okay, she is somebody who is singing. She, like, her voice is rappers largely, a lot of the stuff they do, it, it needs production. So hip-hop actually isn't great live unless you're in an intimate venue where the ambiance and the, the vibe is trapped and you need bass with hip-hop for me. Like, I'm not really like a big American hip-hop guy anyway. I'm, I'm more of a grime guy, but even with grime, and, and grime's a little bit of a different feel because um, it is a bit vibier. But you still need the bass and you need to trap the sound. So at like outdoor festivals like Coachella, I never really enjoyed... Uh, and even Glastonbury, I never really enjoyed um, outdoor festivals where I have to listen to hip-hop. So I do love a little bit of the, the, the dirty house, you know what I mean? Like Deep House, it's unbeatable. It's unbeatable, the high-quality sound. Because um, with rappers as well, you can barely hear them. You can barely hear what they're saying. And it's very difficult to, to be a performer. Like, you know, I, I watched a lady. So if you're young, you won't know who Gloria Estefan is. I watched Gloria Estefan 
in Oregon, I think. I can't remember. Oregon. Anyway, can't remember. Uh, it might have been Utah. Uh, anyway, Gloria Estefan live. And I thought, my God. Now, nothing's ever been Tina Turner. Getting to see Tina Turner live, you just, you can't beat that. You know, and I've saw I've seen some amazing concerts. I think Coldplay are probably the best rock band I've ever seen live at the O2 Arena. Anywho, I saw some kids complaining about Coachella today. I Like, I love a festival. And I thought... What a time to be alive that you can complain about the greatest music festival in the world. And apparently the tickets are selling slow. So I don't know if Coachella is not as big a deal as it used to be. But in a world where Coachella is like, mm, nah, you are living in an incredible time. It is the greatest time to ever be human. If you are lukewarm about going to Coachella, you are, your options are insane. It's, it's an insane world to live in because if you are a music festival goer, if you like that, nothing's Coachella. I've been to Tomorrowland, winter and summer, around the world. I've been to Tomorrowland 10 times, 10 different versions of it. And, and I'm exaggerating, it's probably seven or eight. But I've been to winter and summer, um, Tomorrowlands globally, not just Croatia. I've been to Yacht Week. I, tr- trust me, when it comes to partying, I've done it. Nothing. In my day was Coachella. We're talking 14 years ago, 14, 15 years ago. But I saw somebody saying today, like I'm saying, they not Coachella's tickets are selling slow. And I thought, bloody hell, it's good to be alive right now. Just made me think, you know. I don't know what brought that thought on, but that, that, that thought on. But oh yeah, I thought, wow, what a time to be alive. What a time to be alive. Where. Coachella is just another thing that's happening, and no thanks. Awesome. I, I'm so happy for young people today. Like, you know, I, I, my best years are behind me. Let's face it. I'm, I'm old now. Get out the way. Let the young kids have fun. N- nobody, wants to, n- nobody wants to be at a party with me. Yeah, I like a good time. But now, I, I like a good time while the sun's up. Um, I'm too old to be getting in young people's way. I, I don't want to be... 40-year-old guy at the bar with the kids. You know, uh, I'm nearly 40. I don't want to be that guy. I don't mean the guy known at 40 for closing the bar down. It's over. My run has, you know, I left it all out there. I have no regrets. So I'm so happy for young people right now. I am so happy for you. Like if you are young and you've made some good decisions and you're getting into your late 20s and you, you, you got some money and you got options, the world's never been more connected. I am so happy for young people. If you are young right now and you've made some good decisions and your family's helped you, and you, again, it doesn't matter how much your family helps you, if you've made good decisions to put yourself in a place where in the holidays um, you can work remotely, you can go and enjoy the finer things in life, good for you, man. Because it's never been better. It's never been easier. It's never, it's never been easier to connect with other people. Um, so just thought I'd say that. What a time, what a time to be alive. What a damn to be alive. Now, it helps that my life's going very well, I would say. It's going pretty, pretty, pretty good. I'm having a good one. Having said that, oh my goodness. Had a had a situation today is I'm in a wedding congregation. I, I'm, the, I'm the best man in a wedding. 
It, uh, listen, it's, it's a full-time job being a best man. You, you start to realize, you know, I was Googling, like, what should a best man be doing? Because I've never been a best man. And to, to be quite honest, I, I can't stand weddings. But, you know, turns out the, the guy who's getting married, good guy, golden bloke. He's, he's helped me more than you could ever imagine. So you got to suck it up. Although I am happy for him. He, he's, you know, he's one of those people who's always thinking of other people way before himself. So he's one of the few people where I'm, I'm going to go, well, it doesn't matter how I feel about this because how come he's helped everyone? Why can't I, why can't I make one day not about me? So I'm, I'm, you know, it's not like a chore. There, there are some people out there. I mean, let's be honest. There are people out there where it's like, oh, Jesus, not, not you again. And I was this person in, <laughs> I would say, from 20 till 28, where it's like, oh, Jesus. You know, you, you know the people where it's always them? I can't be a hypocrite. So, being a, be, listen, being a best man, for the first time I realize what people are talking about. Blimey. It, you know what the problem is? Let me tell you what the problem with weddings is. Let me tell you what I'm realizing in the last couple of weeks is... Everybody wants to make it about themselves and not the couple getting married. So I'm starting to realize, because I've always, I've always said, oh my God, I hate weddings because people make it about themselves. The, the couple getting married make it about themselves and it's a nightmare for me to get there. But now I'm, I, I'm twice removed. You know, the husband, wife or, or bridegroom and then best man like way over there. And I'm like, oh my goodness. If I'm going through this, what are they going through? Because everyone, <laughs> and I'm talking from bachelor party to, you know, just organizing the thing. It's like everyone wants to be the star of the show. It's like, you know what I really want to say to people? Here's what I want to say to people. If you want to make it about yourself, have your own wedding. <laughs> like, if you want to wear what you want to wear, have your own bloody wedding. You know, just do what the bride and groom want to say and then go home is what I want to say. Can't really say that. You've got to, you've got to be a little bit a little bit more diplomatic than that. You know what I mean? So, sometimes you sometimes you've got to use the hammer and sometimes you've got to use the needle. You know, you've got to thread the needle. Sometimes you've got to use the hammer. It's not, it's, it's not always about trying to bash people. Anywho, life's good. Life is good. My life is good. And if you are young, your life is better than life has ever been for young people. All right, let's get into the show. Something which I've seen, AFCON is going on, uh, African Cup of Nations, for those who don't know. Um, Mo Salah's gone home, Ini. Compact. Well, home, away from home. He's in Liverpool. Algeria are out. I saw Inaki Williams pull the <laughs> Onana. Inaki Williams, Ghana out, flew home the next day, played, and they knocked out Barcelona and the Kobareare. He scored. 105th minute or whatever. Shout out to Inaki Williams. Athletic club. Shout out to Inaki Williams. Um, here's what I've been hearing about AFCON, though, and I've been seeing on social media people saying, Oh, no team is safe. Like, that's good for the tournament. And I've always argued against this. I've always argued against this. All leagues are at their best 
when there's a dynasty. Now, there's a tipping, there's a tipping balance, right? There's a scale. You don't want Bayern Munich. That's not what you want. Like, no, no, no one cares about the Bundesliga besides German people and football hipsters, you know? Like, Jaden Sancho even looks good in the Bundesliga. But what you ideally want is Man United, right? Man City, you know, Chelsea. Like, you want, the, you want a dominant era because think of your favorite television show. And I tell people all the time, football is not a sport at the professional level. Sport at the professional level, if you are serious, is a television show. What you want is the anti-hero, right? You need an evil to root against. The Patriots forever. Now it's the Kansas City Chiefs in the NFL. LeBron, MJ. The leagues are at their best when there is that anti-hero. Talk about Man City in a little bit as well. It's Man City right now. But you need, ideally, Alex Ferguson. Because there is nothing better than the David Goliath story. It's the oldest story since time immemorial, right? It is the oldest narrative in the world. So this thing that AFCON, anyone can beat anyone, is good for the tournament is absolute nonsense. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't think of a dumber thing that I, I've heard than social media going, oh, this is the greatest tournament. No one knows who's going to win. It's not good for AFCON. It's not good for Ghana to go home. It's not good that Algeria have gone home in the first round. That is not good for what is happening. You want your big brands in. Do you think, listen, you think the sponsors want Algeria out? You, you think the sponsors, you think Coca-Cola, you think Total Energies wants Riyad Mahrez at home? Do you understand the scale of finance that they put on the back of Riyad Mahrez? When they heard Mo Salah's out, that is a catastrophe. Like, there isn't a bigger catastrophe for Coca-Cola and Total Energies and Patrice Mutsepe than hearing Mo Salah's out. Hearing Algeria out. Kudus is out. Like, Ghana out now. Oh, like, Andre Ayu is not going to be there. Although not a big name, but that's a Benny Pele's kids. It's a disaster. It's terrible that the big teams are out. And it's not good for the tournament. Stop telling me about the little, you know, the little guy who could. Like, I'm not into that. Give me the big stars. That's why I watch football. That's why I watch sport. I want to see Algeria play Cote d'Ivoire in the final. Although they are pretty useless having fired the coach, even though they've qualified. It's a story for another time. But I just thought I'd refute this. I, I hate it. I think it's stupid. I think it's dumb for people to say, Oh, it's great that Mauritania or whatever are going through. Like, who cares? Who cares? Like, I'm sorry, I'm from South Africa. Who cares that Bafana Bafana? Like, I don't even know a single one of the Bafana Bafana players. I don't. And trust me, I work in sports marketing. I know how the money is leveraged against names. I know how the players... I've been, last season... I was selecting the players that went on the Premier League advertising on Supersport when I was working for an agency. So I know how that works. I know that whole process. I know how they pick who must go where, how the players are positioned, 
who you make the main, the feature player, who you put to the left, who you put to the right, who you make bigger, who you make smaller. Even in the World Cup 2022, um, 2022 in Qatar, I picked, I was part of a team that picked which players would go in which regions in Africa on the marketing board for Supersport. So that if you don't think it is a disaster for Supersport, it is a disaster for anyone who's paid for rights that Mo Salah's gone home, Algeria's gone home, Ghana's gone home. It's disgusting. It's terrible. Lead with your big brands. So I don't think this is good for AFCON at all. And what it should do is should worry viewers of AFCON that little uh, the little ship that could is beating these powerhouses. Ivory Coast being bad is not good for football. It is not good for the brand, the product of football. Listen, the, the little underdog story is cute, but this is not a Disney movie. It's not a Disney movie. Like, what are we talking about here? We want Cameroon to be good. Because here is, and and this is my world, right? I've spent a decade in this world. I read about it every day. I I live it. It, it, It's what I do every day of my life is read about the business of sport. It is my world. Like, this is what I do every day. If you're a particle physicist right now, I wouldn't tell a particle physicist what to do. This is what I have done basically every day of my life for 10 years. Trust me. Trust me when I say this. The television networks do not care about Bafana Bafana. Maybe in South Africa. Sky Sport want Mo Salah on there. They want Egypt. They want Cameroon. They want they want the monsters. That's who they want. That's what sells games. That's what sells revenue. Nobody, I promise you, nobody cares that Bafana Bafana through. Nobody who matters outside of like super patriotic South Africans who who want to win the Twitter Olympics. But nobody cares. N- nobody cares. It, it, it is a, a kick-in-the-nutsack for the sponsors, for the tournament that Mo Salah, Algeria, and Ghana are out. It's terrible. It's terrible. And no one should be happy about that. I'm not particularly engrossed by AFCON now. Like, oh, Riyad Mahrez out. Okay, well, uh, maybe I'll watch the final. Like, seriously, uh, what are we doing? No Mo Salah, are you kidding me? I mean, I, I want to see Sadio Mane, but he, he's, he's left football, right? He's no longer in serious football. So, that's what I'd say that. Love to hear what people think, but sorry, I'm not happy about that. I, I don't want for the, the little engine that could. I, I just don't. I don't. Uh, give, me the, give me the rock stars. And you do too. Trust me, I work in marketing, guys. It just is what it is. People want to watch the big teams. People care about Man United, Chelsea, Arsenal, and Liverpool. That's it. That is it. The rest is nonsense. It's a cute little story for the hipsters, but people, most people are casual fans. Don't don't listen to hardcore fans like me. Hardcore fans, I call it, um, when people get obsessed, and, and rugby's got this problem, people get obsessed with the high level of the sport. I call it making coffee for coffee makers. Like, most people just want to go to Woolworths and drink their crappy Tribeca coffee. Like, most people don't know coffee. They don't know accents. They they don't know what they're looking for. So in sport, most people are casuals. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's great, by the way. That's how you grow the sport. 
TV show, like I say. But you can't, you can't have Game of Thrones without Daenerys Targaryen. That's who Mo Salah is. He's the biggest. Mo Salah is probably the biggest superstar in world football right now. He's the crossover star. Arabic, African, European megastar. He's, he's the best player in the English Premier League alongside Erling Braut Haaland. He, you know, I would argue he's the best player in European football alongside Haaland. I don't know why people keep saying Mbappe. How, how do you know how good Mbappe is? He plays in a disgusting league. He, he plays in a league where the second best team is PSG's bench. Like, come on. So Mo Salah is a huge loss across the board. And you know who else would be unhappy about? Is the Premier League. Because the Premier League want to project that their players are the best. So they're not happy that Salah's out because they're like, they'd love Salah to go all the way and go, oh yeah, he's one of our, he was one of ours. You know, because again, you're projecting that power that the Premier League is king. And let me tell you something. The other thing is the numbers do drop when big teams leave tournaments. So number one, the watching patterns in Africa is, it's very clear what happens with the numbers. When it's not like the Premier League or even Euros is once a country's team goes out, so Algerians will stop watching AFCON now. That's just how it works. It doesn't happen with Euros because they, they've built the megastars so well. Um, you know, you'll you'll keep watching semi-final, quarter-final. But now Algerians, Ghanaians, they will just, the numbers. And trust me, I know this. We observe the numbers in the World Cup as African teams were, went out along with Supersport. Once those teams go out in Africa, the African watching pattern is they care about their teams and they're out. And those are major economic markets. Algeria is an extremely rich country. Ghana is a massive, massive market. The sports gambling, they will not like that because Ghana, massive sports gambling market. So, interesting one there. Let's hear what people think. MKT at the MKT show. I think it's bad for AFCON. The little engine that could is a, a cute story, but people don't watch. People don't watch underdogs. They, they want to watch the big dogs. I think it's bad for AFCON. Um, and I'd love to hear what people think. At MKT inspires so man city are in uh, some hot water here they are in some hot water seferin has come out i will talk more about it and uh, we'll feature it as as things unfold but essentially he say he says uefa knew they were right he said he's been practicing law for 25 years he knows that uefa are right about man city now the first thing i thought about obviously if man city are caught cheating it just causes all sorts of problems historically. And it'll be interesting to see how they punish Man City, whether they, they punish them retrospectively. Um, is it a fake treble? But here's what I thought about. And these high ego guys, and Pep Guardiola in particular, should they get relegated? Should they be seen as cheating? How does that affect his legacy? Because say what you will about Fergie, they never cheated. And people say, yes, but there was no FFP back then. Well, it, those were the rules. Like, sorry, the, the, the name of the game is learn the rules and play by the rules. And, you know, everyone plays by the rules. That, that's what we do. Mourinho never cheated. Fergie never cheated. Arrigo Sacchi, as far as we know, never cheated. So, Ancelotti's never been in a cheating scandal. And that, that matters, right? 
part of the ethos of sport is everyone's playing. The premise is, and this is why, by the way, you pay sportsmen so much money. That, that's why the match fixing thing is such a big thing, which is why nobody cares about Serie A, is there's no credibility to the competition. Well, if you are seen to be operating by your own rules, it diminishes what you've done. Because part of it is we settle what we do on the football field, right? But now if Man City have cheated and they get caught for that and Pep Guardiola has won with that and it's not an unfair advantage per se, it's and it doesn't even need to be by the court of law. Just They call it professional pride. It's like, oh, okay, of course you won. You, you won because you cheated. And if you watch footballers that get accused of diving, you'll often see this, how offensive they find that. Like, I'm not a cheat. That's the one thing as a, as a sportsman you don't want to be known as. You, you don't want to be known as a cheat. Because these are alpha males. These are some of the most competitive people in the world. They say, mano y mano, I beat you. That's what Pep wants to be able to say. Eh, well, Ancelotti's going to give him the, the people's eye there. And Mourinho's going to go, mm, yeah, well, I told you. And now it's unraveling what's happening at Barcelona. Pep Guardiola has been in two situations now where the economic side of things has been a shambles and a bit of a scam, right? Allegedly. Well, Barcelona, not allegedly. They were clearly cheating and have been caught and it's, been a, it's a pyramid scheme. Now Man City are in hot water. What does that mean for Pep's legacy? And I think it'll dent it. Because the only time it felt like he didn't cheat, quote unquote, was at Bayern Munich and he couldn't win the Champions League. I'm just saying, like, that's going to be a real thing, by the way. This will be a real thing. The Barcelona thing will be a real thing. And this Man City thing will be a real thing. If these titles get cancelled... That's a real mark on Pep Guardiola's legacy. You can do anything. Don't cheat. And if you cheat, don't get caught. Because I'm not naive enough to think Fergie and the United and Chelsea and these guys weren't brushing up against that line. They're welcome to capitalism. Like, like, what are we doing? We're in business here. All the big businesses, Apple, Samsung, they all go right up against the line and sometimes may step over it. We've seen um, Apple and Microsoft and all these guys and Facebook and have to and Google and they, they've all had to pay massive fines for infractions on our on our rights. But Pep Guardiola is now at his second stop where financially it's been a shambles. And I, I don't want to hear it's not his fault. Like you, you're a part of it. You're a part of it. You you can't be a part of these types of things and feign that I don't know. Like like that's it's not good enough when people say that. Oh, I didn't know. I didn't know it was happening. Oh, didn't you? Like your best friend is literally the the head honcho at Man City. Ferran left Barcelona for you. In fact, it's a Catalan board basically. It's got Chiki Begistan and Ferran Serrano. They're his best mates. They built Barcelona together. And then they went and built this. They got hired the season before Pep. Remember when he was on a sabbatical? The board for Pellegrini became 
the Catalan board, those guys came over. Don't tell me you didn't know what's happening. You know exactly what's happening. Let, let's not do that. There's nothing worse than, no, I didn't know what was happening. No, no, no. Especially hyper-control guy. Like, I'm a control freak. I know the Pep Guardiola personality. He knows what's happening. So I'd love to hear what people think. I think it affects his legacy. Like, if it comes out and they, they cheated for five years, it affects his legacy. Sorry, you've you got to play by the rules. One of the things that people, all, all sports fans, all fans will accept. You know what? You were the better man on the day. Okay, hands up. Hands up. Like, you, you go, all right. But if you're now, if you built your squad, essentially two squads that Man City have, because you bent the rules, you didn't build a legacy, actually. Fake financing. Chelsea never did that. Mourinho, Mourinho will always have that. My three titles were clean. Fergie's 13 titles were clean. Hmm. Interesting times. Interesting times. MKT inspires on the socials. If you want to get in the mailbag. Otherwise, MKT at the MKT show. Electronic mail. Electronic mail. If you want to get your mail read out on the show. Uh, it is... I want to hit on the Liverpool-Chelsea League Cup final quickly. Um, obviously, Chelsea are through. They beat Middlesbrough and Liverpool beat Fulham in, a, in what became a little squeaky bum time uh, game there, as Fergie used to call it. But Liverpool are through. You've got to give Jurgen Klopp um, incredible credit. You've got to give him credit and say, you know, I thought I thought he'd be done. But he's rebuilt this thing cleverly, fast and competitively. It's very difficult for this to happen. Even Fergie used to struggle with this. But Klopp has brought in the youngsters at the right time with the experienced guys. And now it's transitioning nicely. Curtis Jones is coming along. You know, you still got Andrew Robertson. He'll be, he's only 29 years old. You've got Trent Alexander-Arnold. You've got Konate, who's now settled in and is looking brilliant. Van Dijk is back to his best. Allison's going to be the keeper for another 10 years. You know, uh, McAllister is young, mid-20s at his peak. Harvey Elliott's coming on beautifully. You know, no Mo, no Mo Salah, they, they lose dimension there. Darwin Nunes, only 24 years old. So you, you're talking about it. He's really evolved this team from Firmino. Uh, I mean, Salah's still there, but Sadio Mane is gone. Uh, you, you know, he's done an incredible job. Thiago's obviously out. Uh, his hip injury... Um, I saw on social media people saying Christian Eriksen came back from death faster than um, this man has come back from a hip injury. But you've got to congratulate Liverpool. They've done incredibly. To turn the squad over in two seasons like they've done and remain competitive and be the, se- the best team in the league, second best team in the league, incredible. Absolutely incredible. They're in another final. But Chelsea need this one more. Um, you, you remember when Mourinho came? Uh, for those of you that are young, Jose Mourinho took the League Cup very, very seriously. And he said, you need to win that first one because that opens the door. That, that creates that taste in your mouth, but it opens the door to the next ones. And I think Chelsea need this desperately. It's a young team. And if they can get this one, you, have, you, you get that taste in the mouth of young people. That, that feeling of winning. 
you never get enough of that. If you've won in life, let, let, I'll, I'll give you an example. If you've, if you've pursued your dream guy or girl and you've got her, you've got him, you never get tired of that. If they're truly your dream guy or girl, I don't just mean, oh my, oh my goodness, he's so hot. Uh, she's so hot. I mean, like if you're into the, the, the real stuff, you know, personality, blah, 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 whatever they talk about in psychology. But that, that you never get tired of. That taste of winning, if you're in sales, right? Let's say you make four or five big deals and you, you make enough money to live the dream life. Then it's not about the money. Like Warren Buffett doesn't work for the money. That feeling of making a good investment, that feeling of getting it right, that feeling of competing and beating the man next to you, that, that if you are an alpha female, an alpha male, that feeling of a brilliant salesman or woman, they don't get tired of that. Eventually, it's not about the money. It's, it's just not about the money. It's that feeling and nothing can replace it. And then if you can create that hunger in young people, it's what Mourinho did brilliantly. It's what the great Alex Ferguson did brilliantly. It's what Arrigo Sacchi did um, in those magnificent years. Fabio Capello was brilliant uh, with, that, with that Roma team, that Real Madrid team. Jupp Heineckes, he did it with that Bayern Munich uh, team where they went on to win the treble. Uh, Pep did it at Barcelona. Remember, he got all his B-team guys, Pedrinho and those guys, and Sergio Busquets, and he brought all of them from there, Jorge Alba. You know, he brought those guys across all young, hungry, and once they got that taste of winning, you saw what happened. So Chelsea needed more. But I thought another interesting point for me was, I saw some United friends, Man United fans, and I said, the problem is Chelsea and Liverpool now have the young talent in-house. You, what are you going to do when Pepe leaves? There's only so much talent in the world. And if it's not at City, it's at, Man, it's, it's at uh, Chelsea, and it's at Liverpool. And now you're seeing it come to life. You're seeing Cole Palmer. You're seeing Dezassi. I mean, you're seeing uh, Gusto. You're seeing Levi Colwell. You know, you're seeing McAllister. You're seeing uh, Curtis Jones. You're seeing Harvey Elliott. You're seeing Darwin Nunes. Trent Alexander-Arnold. Konate. I mean, I mean the, this is the next era of football. And these two clubs are not only in the final, but they're so young. They're almost peaking too early. You think to yourself, what are these, what are these squads going to look like in three, four years' time? Nani Maduweke can barely make the team. Kanye Chukwemeka, he'll come back. You saw how he started the season for Chelsea. You're looking at these youngsters and you're thinking, hmm, what, the, what does this look like in three, four years when these guys go from boys to men? Great band. So Man United should be extremely concerned about what they're seeing. Because their team's old. And they're not getting near us. Now they'll say, we won the tournament last year. Fair enough. Fair dinkum. But now what? Because you can project Chelsea over the next three, four years with the youngest squad in the Premier League, average age squad. Over the next three, four years, they can only get better. Where are Man United going, going to go and buy the youngsters? Because PSG snapping them up as well. Real Madrid's transitioned their transfer policy. You see Real Madrid, what, what they're doing now. They're buying all these youngsters. It's a very different um, transfer tactic. Interesting times ahead. It's going to be a great final. I can't wait to watch it. Um, I will certainly be watching it, of course, as a Chelsea fan. And I hope Chelsea win. I do. Love to hear your thoughts.
MKT inspires. Slide in the DMs, like Zapeta has done here. I'll, I'll finish off with the DM. Uh, so Zapeta, and I, he says, hey, MKT. Hey, MKT, me again. Hey, Zapeta, how are you? Uh, after watching uh, this weekend's round of playoff games in the NFL, I have to ask, this is all brought about by Josh Allen. Josh Allen, for those who don't know, quarterback monster uh, for the Buffalo Bills. Um, to be considered a great in sport, NFL included, worse being a QB, you have to show up when it matters. I often hear the NFL pundits, talking heads, talking heads say the playoffs Super Bowl are often won by the QB that steps up in the big moments. Doesn't have to be the best game, but win the moments. Josh Allen had a great game, but when the moment came up, he fell short. Ryan Clark, Ryan Clark is uh, one of the talking heads on uh, ESPN. Uh, Ryan Clark said it best, I don't believe Josh Allen is the reason that this team lost. Do you know what the greats are? The reason their teams win. And Zapeta says, I believe that that applies to all sports, team sports or individual. The superstar is the reason the team wins. And I could not agree more. I could not agree more. And, you know, I was thinking about, I think about this in my own life. When I look at people who have won constantly. And across the board, whether it's work and they're doing well and they've got the dream girl and or, and there's no dream girl or guy, but, you know, they've worked, they've done the work that's needed to build a family or all the things I presume most people want. And one of the things they don't have is excuses. I hear a lot of excuses now. I hear a lot of excuses for Marcus Rashford. I've never heard Roy Keane make excuses because he doesn't have to. And it's a big lesson for all of us in life, right? I, I've left some stuff on the table, which I wish I could get back. But one of the things about the when opportunity knocks is you have to grip, grip it with both hands because it very, very rarely knocks twice. I remember a couple of years ago telling a friend, a friend of mine about my ex-girlfriend. My, I've only had two girlfriends, but my, my first girlfriend now, and I was like, just talking through, oh man, I wish, I wish, you know, and context here, I don't, I've never been back, I don't go back, I don't believe you should ever go back to your ex, the problems you, the reason you broke up will always exist, is, is my thinking, but anyway, and I said to him, oh man, although having said that, I, I did meet two of them, which are pretty great. But he said, no, you'll never get another chance with something like that again. When I explained what kind of person she was. And, you know, those, those moments come around. Greatness comes around. The opportunity to be great comes around so rarely. Which is why I, I now try and be a workaholic. And I try and be ready for things. Because I just don't know when great moments are going to come around again. And I'm, I've got some pretty great opportunities right now. But I'm ready now. You know? So I never, ever want to feel the pain of regret. Like, Josh Allen lost to a guy called Patrick Mahomes again. And I couldn't agree more, man. I couldn't agree more. Like, be the reason your team wins. Roy Keane, Erling, Erling Braut Haaland, Thierry Henry, Patrick Vieira... Didier Drogba, Tony Cruz, 
Gareth Bale, Cristiano Ronaldo, Leo Messi, no regrets. Cometh the hour, cometh the man. You know, and I think if you're a Liverpool fan, you've got to be honest and say, I like Mo Salah, uh, but one title, that's not quite going to cut it, my man. Yeah, yeah, individual prizes are nice, but Drogba's got three proper titles. He's got four when he came back in January, but he's the greatest African player of all time. You know, Thierry Henry, yeah, unbeaten, unbeaten in a season. That's what he did. Two Premier League titles. So if you want to join that, uh, Kevin De Bruyne, five titles. Some people say uh, he's part of a cheating era, but five Premier League titles. Roy Keane, six Premier League titles as captain. Ryan Giggs, what's he got? He's got 11. 11 titles, my God. Or was it 13? I think, oh, well, 13, yeah. He's been there with Fergie all the way, hasn't he? Vidic, three in a row. Cometh the hour, cometh the man. I, I don't want to hear it. That's the one thing about Liverpool, why you can't be a dynasty. I love Saudi Amano, but you've got to win. You've got to win more. You've got to win more. I, I just don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear Eddie Howe's excuses. I don't want to hear about injuries. Just win. When the moments come, win. You've you got to win. I don't want to hear about Kylian Mbappe and, and his excuses about the French team. When he had Matuidi, when he had Conte, they won the World Cup. And uh, I don't know what happened this time. Like, sorry, you're not that guy. So I do agree. I do agree that some people are a guy. There are very few people. Very few people in life. Look at it in your own life. There are very few people that are that guy. There's plenty of people that are a guy, a girl. There are very few people. When the pressure comes, they're calm. But doesn't it just seem that way? Doesn't it seem like even in your friend group, it's just like, oh man, it's always the same guy who's getting a promotion, who's always going on a cool holiday, who's always got a, who's always doing the hard work to have a good relationship, to, you know, he's close with his mother and father. Like, doesn't it seem feel like the same people? And, and often we, when you when you want to be weak, you go, oh, they're so lucky. Like, no, they're a big game player. They phone their mother. They take control of their family household. They, they're the first person at the sales meeting. They, they go on sales courses. You know, they, they take the extra master classes offered by their jobs. They, they get involved. They, they build relationships. These are, this is what superstars do. So that when the moment comes, they are ready. Josh Allen, I'm afraid, you're just the guy now. Like Patrick Mahomes, every single year he's been to the AFC Championship game. It's, it's absolutely insane. It doesn't happen. Tom Brady, no excuses. I'll give you an example of what I think Zapet is talking about. There's a guy called Aaron Rodgers, who's cool for the streets. Uh, he anti-vaxxing, like he do, he doesn't believe in vaccines, and he knows better than scientists who've worked for forty years in a career. You know, it's always something with Aaron. Like he doesn't get along with his family. You know, but Tom Brady's got seven Super Bowls. So all the cool kids think, oh yeah, Aaron's so cool, he's this, he's that. 
And it's always an excuse, right? It's always the defense. It's always someone else. Tom Brady. Count the rings, bro. And that's not always applicable. Like, obviously, there's a context. But, but in the end, one thing people don't care about is your excuses. In your personal life, trust me. Dude, there's just too much going on. Nobody cares about your excuses. Like, stop, stop giving us your excuses. Nobody cares. Now, they'll tell you they care. They don't really. You know what successful people like? Be the solution. Like, you know, successful people pay other people. Make my problems go away. Don't be another problem. Like, I've got enough problems. The Buffalo Bills owners have enough problems. Josh Allen's just becoming another problem. Like, oh my God, am I, are we going to lose to these guys for the day? Like, these owners are old. It's like, oh my goodness. And Josh Allen, at the crucial moment, interceptions. I mean, he fumbled the ball. The, the, I don't know why the, the Kansas City Chiefs guy is trying to scoop and score there. Just fall on the ball, dude. It's turnover. MVS, I don't, I don't, know, I don't know what's going on there. I, I don't know what's going on with the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, they, they should have wrapped that game up. That, that, that touchback. Like, th- that's why Bill Belichick coaches his um, receivers. You don't reach when you get to the goal line. He, so it's very famous. The Patriots do not reach. So it's something called a touchback in the NFL football. Anyway, crazy game. But Zapeta, I couldn't agree more. And you can apply it to your own life. Listen, there's people in your family. Think about it now for a second. There's superstars even in your family. There's different types of players in your family. There's a Roy Keane. There's a Jesse Lingard for the streets. That everyone likes and it's cool, it's monkey. He's in all the family photos. But when there's a family funeral or there's a family dispute, you know the two or three people that have to be there. You, you, you know when there's a family issue. I don't know how people structure their families, but you know the two or three people where you got to go and all family decisions, regardless of age, have to go through those people. Because those are the people, regardless of age, oh, we know that that's a serious person. When the pressure comes, what is the great saying is, pressure makes cowards of all of us. So I couldn't agree more with Zapeta here. I'm not in the excuses game. The, the, the superstar is the reason you win. Absolutely. Kevin De Bruyne, David Silva. We've seen it over the last five, six years. And I think Mo Salah gets a bit of a pass here, by the way. It's like they've got one title. I, I don't want to hear Liverpool fans call themselves a dynasty. What is this? Like, no, Mo Salah is not as good as Kevin De Bruyne because I've watched it play out. Like, no, he is not. Stop saying that. So stop saying Trent Alexander-Arnold is better than Kyle Walker. He's not. Kyle Walker is a winning player. Relentlessly as well. They've got five titles now. Five and six years. Come on. Come on. Couldn't agree more. I'd love to hear what people think. But stars, the real stars, the real guys, and there are very few of them. Maybe 10, 15 in the history of the Premier League. I like Alan Shearer, but no, sir. You are not Didier Drogba. You are not Thierry Henry. Forget it. Stop telling me about the 261. Like, he's an unbelievable finisher. But you have to win. 
And he had his chance with Newcastle, by the way. I don't, I don't want to hear that. It's a bit like Harry Kane. He gets a bit of an excuse with Tottenham. You had your chance. Jamie Vardy delivered Leicester, right? And don't tell me Leicester had a better team. And in that season with Tottenham, it was a down year in the Premier League. Harry Kane's a very good player. He's not that guy. He's not that guy. It's not enough to just score goals. It's not. I'm, I'm afraid you, you've got to... What is it? A rising tide lifts all ships? You've got to be that guy. Thierry Henry. He was Vieira. That guy. The greatest ever in the Premier League. Roy Keane. Losing is not an option. Losing was not an option under Roy Keane. It just was not an option. Forget Fergie. With John Terry, losing was not an option for six, seven years. Under Vincent Company, Ruben Diaz, Kevin De Bruyne, losing is not an option. It is just not an option. It is not good enough to lose. And when we win, by the way, what these great ones do is, when we win, we expect it. When we lose, it this is the worst day of my life. So, love to hear what people think. That's, I think that's a great question. Great DM. Hope you have the greatest week of your lives. Be back on Monday on the pod. Um, FA Cup, FA Cup, not our football. Not our football. So, no Premier League this weekend. Uh, next week, I think it returns on Tuesday. So, looking forward to that. Um, I hope you have a great day, whatever you're doing. Try not to, um, it's only January, try not to philander. Try, try not to get into a salacious relationship with a new guy or a new girl at work. Still early in the year. If, you, if you're going to do those kinds of things, save it for like the winter months. Still summer, you can still go to like, you can still go to a nice destination for cheap. You know, on the weekends and, and have salacious relations there. You don't need to do it at your office. You know what I mean? No, or you don't need to do it at your office this early in the year. Come on, guys. Let's just control it a bit. Haven't you just come out of a December loving? My word. The thirst is real out here. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is MKT. This has been the MKT Show. And for now, I am the hell out of here.